0: Hey there, everyone. I'm Holly Pennebaker bringing you another episode of HCI's Nine to Thrive podcast. Nine to Thrive is your source for learning how your HR team's work drives better business and talent outcomes and discovering the best ways to solve today's pressing challenges. Today, I'm speaking with Rachel Chesley, who's Regional Sales Director, the Southwest Region of Purchasing Power. So with that, Rachel, what are your responsibilities and goals in your role now?
1: Great question, Holly. So my role at Purchasing Power is really to build and develop relationships specifically in the Southwest region in order to build awareness about who Purchasing Power is and the value that we provide to employees, employers, as well as the broker community.
0: All right. Sounds cool, Rachel. And so what about any passions or interests you'd like to share with us?
1: Yeah. So obviously, I mean, being here today talking about financial wellness, financial wellness is definitely a passion of mine. Um, something that I get to talk about all day, every day um, during you know my role as Purchasing Powers Regional Sales Director. Um, Outside of that, I also just love building and developing relationships, which is why I am in sales. And I look forward to every opportunity to be able to connect with HR professionals just across the country.
0: Yeah, very cool. And I know there's also um, some interest that you have in, you know, career motivation and company change and Company change right now, I think, hits a spot that it may never have hit before. Um, So this first question that I'll start with is pretty much an obvious one today, but we'll see what else we can come up with here. So why would you say that employee financial wellness is a hot button for HR?
1: Yes, it's definitely a hot button because many employees, um, more than most employers probably realize. Are actually financially stressed, and employees bring this financial stress to work with them each and every day, and we have found that this drastically affects their productivity, and therefore it does impact the company's bottom line. And financial stress, I would say, it's actually it's not a new topic, um, but I think we've all really come to realize that there are employees at organizations across the country who are financially stressed. Because they're living paycheck to paycheck. And this, you know, means for most that they have practically no savings and they can't absorb financial shocks, you know, and they can't cope with emergency expenses that might come up. And so financial wellness just may be the most critical benefit for employers to address. I mean, especially in light of what's going on in today's world with the coronavirus uh, crisis. And not only because it is one that is top of mind with employees, but also because it affects employees' financial stress, Um, their financial stress, it has an impact on the company itself. And so employees' financial stress, it can lead to distraction at work, it can lead to absenteeism, and also high turnover, which ultimately affects the company's bottom line. And we also know that employees' financial stress is causing more and more employees to put off retirement. And it's causing some really talented employees to leave organizations for even just a little bit more pay. And so we know that this has implications when it comes to the talent pipeline and evolution of a company's workplace. And so that's really why financial wellness is such a hot topic right now.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on everything. And so I know that typically if I think about financial stress, I think about constraints, I think about demands, I think about more money to make those demands easier to meet, et cetera, et cetera. But why are you seeing, because you're obviously the expert here, why are you seeing financial stress among so many employees?
1: Yeah, so financial stress, I mean, it involves a lot. But I think the biggest reason why so many employees are financially stressed is because nearly eight out of 10 Americans report today that they're living paycheck to paycheck. And it's not just those earning lower wages. In fact, about 10% of Americans with six-figure salaries are living paycheck to paycheck as well. And so living paycheck to paycheck, it can mean different things to different employees. So for some, it might mean barely being able to cover the house and car payments and other necessities. And we've actually found through a study with the Urban Institute that four out of 10 Americans right now are struggling to pay for at least one basic need, such as food or housing or healthcare, or maybe utilities. And these employees struggle when unexpected expenses come up, such as tires blowing out on their vehicle or a broken refrigerator. And we're seeing this play out right now too across the country as businesses are closed down and employees are out of work and now having to go without paychecks. And so employees who are experiencing financial stress they might not be able to cover those basic necessities. And we're not talking about people who are not working. We're talking about people who are in the workplace too that are not able to meet some basic necessities. And so they're living paycheck to paycheck with little savings for those financial shocks that come up. And so many of them actually have high credit card debt as well. So it's this notion of living paycheck to paycheck but also having this perpetual cycle of debt. And so the financial stress that they are experiencing is, you know, maybe struggling to help their 18-year-old with their college tuition or maybe covering expenses for an elderly parent who's out of state. Their financial struggles or woes might be different, but the financial stress is just as real as any employee who's struggling to cover those basic food, housing, utilities, or healthcare. And so we've, we found, and this was a few weeks ago before the crisis that we're actually in today, but as of, you know, three weeks ago, one third of our Americans are within three paychecks of needing to either borrow money or skip paying one or more bills. And so this is the population that is living paycheck to paycheck without any extra dollars in their checking account. And so we've also all seen the statistic of how most workers don't have $400 in savings. And so this all plays into this idea that so many Americans today are living paycheck to paycheck, often even in a perpetual cycle of debt. And so when these financial shocks come up, there's little or no ability to absorb them. And so that's why I think more employees today are financially stressed than ever before
0: that all makes total sense. You brought up a really interesting point that no matter if an employee is making five figures or six figures, you know, a lot of people are still living paycheck to paycheck, and so you would automatically think that those earning more have it easier off. Um but what does that maybe say about lifestyles, um living within means? You know, I'm kind of thinking out loud here. Um but then also just the Ability to handle the unexpected, um, the demands that might come out of nowhere. Um, so, you know, how would you say that the unexpected expenses are contributing um, to the financial stress that employees are feeling?
1: Yeah. So, we hear this scenario play out all the time with the employees and the organizations we serve across the country. And we find that unexpected expenses can really bog down employees, especially those living paycheck to paycheck and who may already be in a perpetual cycle of debt. For instance, maybe their credit cards are nearly maxed out. And so a recent survey that I found that I thought was really interesting was that about 83% of employees have faced an unexpected expense in the last 12 months. I bet both of us here today could think of an unexpected expense that came up in the last 12 months that we didn't necessarily you know, think was about to happen. And so that could have been vehicle repairs or a replacement. It could be medical expenses, those bills that you get in the mail after medical care. Um, maybe travel for a funeral or to sick, see a sick family member Um, Maybe even replacing or upgrading major appliances that stopped working. Um, Or maybe even, you know, a home repair such as the furnace going out. So to cover these unexpected expenses, only about 4 out of 10 Americans are able to use cash. So that leaves about 6 out of 10 Americans who don't have cash available to cover these unexpected expenses. So those six out of 10 employees end up looking elsewhere. They use credit cards, maybe that are already close to being maxed out or that have super high interest rates. They may use money that was actually earmarked for other household bills. They could use money from what was supposed to be a true emergency fund. And then a huge portion end up taking out a loan. Or going to payday loan places or maybe rent to own places, which have huge APRs of around two to 400%. And then last year alone in 2019, 12% of people who had an unexpected expense ended up borrowing from their retirement savings. So, all of these options, if you are not the four out of 10 Americans who have cash to meet this unexpected expense, The other six out of 10 Americans, the things that they have to do to meet these unexpected expenses become very costly. And so while paying cash or using, you know, let's say a low interest credit card would be an ideal way to cover an unexpected shock, financial shock that might come up, that's not a reality for most American workers today credit card debt is at an all-time high and that was before the coronavirus crisis even began and we find that some of the youngest borrowers have the highest delinquency rates so this is going to affect their credit score for years to come which will affect their ability to get affordable financing options and so when an appliance breaks or you know automobile tires wear out most consumers don't have access to cash or affordable credit and don't have the ability to just weather the storm. And most will not qualify for 0% store financing that we see you know, advertised in the news and during commercials. And so these unexpected expenses, that's truly what they are, unexpected. And they're true shocks to about six out of 10 Americans. And that is a huge contributor to employee financial stress.
0: Yeah, thanks for that information. And so you really got my wheels turning with a lot of things there. And you know, you started mentioning the examples of unexpected expenses, and I guess the first thing that comes to mind for me is our couple vet bills um, that I had. And so personally, um, I do work a second job. I've got a little side hustle, and so I was thankful for that extra money, you know, to be able to help out there, you know. But it does sound like the majority of Americans are. Struggling with having the comfort and confidence um, that they need financially. Um, You know, I can imagine the stress leading to a bad mood, leading to anxiety, you know, whatever those negative feelings might be. And although we try to, you know, keep some of those negative feelings outside of the door when we go to work, you know, it's not always easy. So when employees do, come to work, um, and they've been impacted by financial stress, you know, what does that do for the employer? Um, because we've got to think about the business side of things too. And, you know, you mentioned productivity earlier. Um, but, you know, tell us a little bit more about that. You know, what what are the employers feeling at this time?
1: So we meet with employers of Fortune 500, 1,000 companies across the country every week. And what most of them aren't totally surprised to learn, but are definitely shocked by the sheer number, is that one in three employees today report that issues with personal finances have been a distraction at work. And then about half of those employees say they spend over three hours at work each week thinking about or just dealing with issues related to their personal finances. So if you add that up, that's well over 150 hours per year of lost productivity per each employee that is financially stressed. That's mind-boggling and that is a huge cost to the organization at the end of the day. And so in addition to, you know, just the loss of productivity, Studies also show that financial stress does increase absenteeism and tardiness. And so we all know that stress impacts physical well-being also. So studies show that stressed employees such as those who are facing financial stress miss about 3.5 days each year, and that's almost as many that's almost twice as many as their unstressed counterparts. And so financial stress it prevents employees from being able to do their job at the end of the day. And what's even I think worse than that is that one in five people today are actually putting off or considering skipping healthcare visits simply due to the cost, that out of pocket cost that they they might face. And so this can result in higher healthcare costs for the employers later. If employees aren't scheduling their preventive care visits or worse yet, ignoring symptoms that could cause conditions that become more serious later. And so financial stress, it isn't isolated to just the person. It really overflows into everything that that employee does, whether it's the workplace or their relationships. Um, It has kind of a domino effect. And so it definitely impacts the employer from a productivity and just a bottom line standpoint as well.
0: Yeah, good information there, too. And so, you know, the next question that I want to ask might even seem obvious, um, but, you know, maybe there are some things we don't think of just off the top of our heads. So if employers want to, you know, be able to detect maybe employees that are financially stressed so that they can start to, you know, help do what they need to do. Are there any signs, you know, can employers look for certain things to be able to tell if the employees are experiencing financial stress?
1: That is such a great question, Holly. Um, So the thing about financial stress is that most of us listening to this even know that personal finances are highly personal. And so most people don't share their financial struggles, their woes and don't talk about their personal finances. I mean, I don't. Um, So it really becomes a silent epidemic in the workplace because employees aren't talking about the fact that they had to go take out a payday loan last weekend to fix their vehicle. Um, So it's a silent epidemic, and it's a highly personal one to the employee or employees that are struggling. But if you're an HR leader and you're trying to identify you know, who might be struggling, there are five things and five signs that employers can look for. And so the first one would be, are you as an HR leader seeing that more and more employees or a particular employee is withdrawing loans against their retirement savings? So we actually saw in 2019 that about a quarter of employees took some sort of a loan from their retirement savings. And so that can also often be a sign of a hardship that that employee might be facing. Second is, is there an employee or employees asking for payday advances? Because a lot of employees today are in need of short-term cash, but like we talked about earlier, have very limited options. So they end up taking out payday loans, um, which have really high APRs of about 400%. The third thing to look for is just unexpected absences. So a recent study actually by PwC found that about half of employees who are worried about their financial health miss work occasionally. And so we, we briefly talked about that earlier, but an increase in absenteeism could be indication that there's financial stress. Fourth is When you're working with your brokers and you're looking at healthcare spend over the last 12 months, especially when renewals are coming up, um, are you seeing that there's an increase in what could have been preventable medical issues? Because about one third of working Americans just aren't going to the doctor or accessing medical services because of the cost. And then finally, fifth is. Do you see or do managers see that an employee or employees are spending time on personal finances at work? We talked about this earlier, but about a good majority of the workforce is spending about three hours of time per week managing their personal finances on the job. And so, are you seeing an uptick in that as an HR leader or are managers seeing that? So, those are the five signs. Checking first to see if there's 401k withdrawals. Second, is there an increase in payday advances being asked for? Third, unexpected absences. Fourth, preventable medical issues. And then fifth is just noticing that employees are spending more time on personal finances at work.
0: Excellent list. You know, that opened my eyes up to some things that I never would have thought about and I hope that that's the case for the listeners too. So just one final point um, that I kind of want to close off with, just a general theme, kind of seeing both sides of the coin here. So basically a lot of employees want finances to be easier. A lot of employers want employees to keep working hard no matter what. So do you have a one line, a just a theme kind of version of how to maybe fix that?
1: So I think what HR can really focus on right now is that anyone who works in HR knows it's a challenge to meet both of the needs of the employees and the organization at the same time. So at Purchasing Power, we say that success is really finding the balance between driving organization productivity and employee satisfaction at the same time. And we find that work isn't separate from life, it's part of it. So stress over personal issues like finances affects productivity and, like we talked about today, can impact employees' health. And so when employees are feeling good, their life empowers them to be better in their job. And when it comes to finances, we talked about people can be intensely private, and so nobody wants to admit that they're struggling. So they turn to short-term solutions that can be very costly. But when employees are drowning in the deep end of financial stress, they need immediate help like an employee purchase program such as Purchasing Power. This is a way to meet employees where they're at today and help them meet their more immediate needs. And it can provide more advanced financial wellness benefits later to help these employees learn how to swim. But for right now, so many employees just need a life vest or that life raft to help them stay afloat during a difficult time. And so HR can really focus on putting in some shorter term financial solutions to help employees with the immediate needs they have today. It will not take away from any of the other wonderful longer term financial solutions they might offer such as um, coaching or 401k plans. But it can really be the difference between an employee drowning in financial stress or them being able to empower themselves to get back up on their feet.
0: Excellent information, Rachel. That was amazing stuff. I think that that'll be really valuable. Uh, This is a conversation I think we could continue all day long, but we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. So just a reminder that this HCI 9 to Thrive podcast can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And if you do happen to listen on iTunes, we'd love to get your rating so that other people can discover the program. So for all of us here at HCI, big thank you to Rachel and everyone at Purchasing Power, and thank you for listening.